for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Pam Ross, how's it going today, Pam? All right, how are you? Doing pretty good. Just enjoying this uh, obscenely warm Texas day. It's it's very hot outside. I'll just put it that way. So that's Texas. Yep. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, so first off, excited to have you on. Excited to chat a little bit. I know we unintentionally debuted your uh, new single a couple of weeks ago. I no, it was great. I, awesome. I, I was sitting there. I was just like. Oh, because I, I think your uh, manager uh, sent me the song, and I was like, okay, it must be good to go. And then I was like, I saw you submitted a form for it. I was like, oh, dang it. Dang he it. He was doing some pre-release stuff. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but ex- nonetheless, excited to have you on. Uh, so let's kind of do a little uh, introduction here really quick. Um, you're originally from... Or, well, you grew up in Houston for the most part, but you're originally from Pittsburgh. How does right. music kind of work its way into your life? It's always been there. Uh, back as my very first memories, um, my mom uh, was big into classic country. She liked, you know, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, you know, Waylon and Willie and, and all that stuff. So that was really my first introduction to music. I just have a lot of different influences. I listen to everything and, and that kind of shows whenever I write. Uh, you know, some things are going to lean more rock. Some things are going to lean more country. Some things are like, what do you call that? You know, because yeah. I, I, I listen to a lot of, of different styles of music. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what a lot of musicians nowadays are. They're kind of the crossroads that they're at is they're not really in these genres because they grew up listening to so much music like yeah their mom may have liked country music but their dad liked rock and roll and then their brother got into hip-hop or you know like whatever it is yeah, so they're just exactly like all this infusion of music and it's really creating cool new sounds yes people are always like you know what do you call what, what genre is that what do you call your music and i'm like it's pam music yeah. That, that's that's the best I can tell you. So now that's kind of a, of a joke. It's it's Pam music. And so yeah. that's kind of what yeah. I've, I I dub it now. Awesome. You know, it's like you still got to try and fit it into that genre. But it's like, yeah, I don't know if genres are going to exist in the next five years. Everything's kind of just all coming together. I yeah, really. I I think technically it's called Americana gotcha. roots rock. Yeah. But um, no, I don't know. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Oh, so getting influence from your uh, both your both sides of your family, your mother and your father. At what point did you kind of start to realize, like, hey, I can sing. Maybe this is something that I need to do. Uh, I started writing songs when I was a kid. I would just get beats in my head and I'd just start writing down lyrics. And then when I was in high school, I started playing guitar. And that's whenever I said, you know, this is what I want to do. But I, the singing part didn't come till a little later. I always thought I'd just write songs and I'd have a lead singer in a band and that person could, could do the singing. Cause I was, 
I was I wasn't shy, but really I was too scared to get out in front. Mm -hmm. And then one day I'm like, well, gee, if anyone's going to sing my songs, it looks like it's going to have to be me. Yeah. <laughs> so I just uh, started at an open mic like a lot of people did, scared to death. Um, it's just kind of funny to look back on it, but yeah, that's it was something I always wanted to do. Really, mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So. You'd kind of mentioned that you just had this realization that it was going to have to be you to sing, but you were scared to death. Was there like a moment where it was like everything just started to click as far as, okay, I just need to go out there and sing? Um, yeah, the, the more I started, uh, you know, when I really decided, you know, this is what I want to do. And that's when I said, I'm going to be the one to go out and sing them. Mm -hmm. And after my first time on stage and, and I, and I didn't um, faint or die and realize, Hey, I could really do this. Yeah. Then it all just, you know, kind of kept Snow rolling. Snowballed from there. That's mm -hmm. cool. Um, so kind of writing, start starting the adventure of writing your own music and then singing. And were you playing an instrument at that point or was it, what, oh, were, yeah. you, yeah, what were you playing yeah, at that my point? Guitar. Okay. My guitar. You know, it's always interesting because it's usually the guitar or the piano. So, you know, I, I did start playing the piano in the last couple of years. I always wanted to. And I got a very serious thumb injury mm. and they had to do some uh, reconstructive surgery in my, my left thumb. Oh, well, so I couldn't, you know, play. So I thought, you know what? This is a great time to learn how to play the keyboards. So while I was waiting to go back to surgery, I went online and I ordered a keyboard and that I was a one-handed bandit for a while just playing. And then it came in handy for rehab going up and down the keyboards. Nice. And so now I do all the keys on my, um, on my record. That's awesome. What, uh, about five years ago, I had this brilliant idea of trying to teach myself how to play piano because for me, it's got like for me to learn something, it's all got to be right in front of me. It can't be like the trombone or something where it's like, yeah, you get it into this ballpark. You know, it's it's all got to be very mathematical right in front of me, black and white. And I went to this. Do you, you remember Hastings or, or was Hastings a thing in Texas? Probably not. I feel like that's just a New Mexico thing. Uh, uh, doesn't ring a bell. Well, there was a store called Hastings and it was going out of business and I saw that they had like a keyboard going for sale for like $15. It like, this was, this wasn't that long ago, just in my brain. I was like, Oh, $15 they're going out of Heck sale. Yeah. They, must, they must want to get rid of it. Except I didn't realize that it was one of those, uh, it was like a keyboard that you had to blow into. So it had like a tube and it, it was more <laughs> like a, an accordion, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And so I'm just sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is how I'm going to teach myself how to play piano. And then I just didn't have the lung capacity. And I was like, <laughs> all right, fair enough. You win this time. So I ended up giving it to my buddy's uh, stepson. So yeah, it got put to use. Good. <laughs> but I like sharing that story. It's always it's always a good laugh. Um, so let's uh, jump into your uh, new single. It dropped on Friday. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Friday. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, it's called the uh, two shots of tequila. Uh, what's the name or what's the uh, song about? Well, you know, you always hear these sad songs. Poor me. You know, I got dumped. Love of my life left me. I'm going to die. My life is over. Blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I want to try and take a more 
slightly positive approach to that. So while it is a sad song, it is a breakup song, it's also knowing that I'm going to survive this. I am going to get through. It's just going to take a little time and a few shots. <laughs> but eventually, I, I will make it. Sometimes people change and relationships just don't last. So instead of saying, I'm going to die, my life's over, it's like, I'll get through this. Just bartender <laughs> kind of thing. So why tequila? Is there a special reason for tequila or is that just no, your drink of choice? No, that's the crazy part about it. I wrote this song actually a, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, more than a couple years ago. I, I, it was really one of the first songs that I wrote and I was going through a breakup and I didn't drink tequila. Yeah. And when I got to the chorus and I started with two shots of tequila, I'm like, no, that's not what I want to say. I don't drink tequila. <laughs> And I kept trying to come up with something different. I wrote the song and then I'm like, you know what? It fits mm. for some reason. It, it just fits. And then like a couple months later, I met this friend who introduced me to Keyhouse. <laughs> and then um, I dusted the song off last year mm-hmm. and started playing it. I said, you know, it's good, but it needs some rewriting. And so I uh, changed up the music a bit. And I rewrote about 85% of the lyrics. Oh, nice. Um, just, I don't know, make it flow better. And like I said, I, was, I, I wrote it when I was was a kid. So um, so I, I, after I rewrote it, um, I was like, yes, it's ready to go now. And I added the keyboards to it and everything. And I'm like, yeah, this will work. Awesome, awesome. You'd mentioned before we listened to the song that you uh... – wrote this song a few years back and then you dusted it off and uh rewrote it um or reworked it not re i mean i guess both are technically true Uh, so what was it about the song that made you want to revisit it after all those years um i was just looking through some old songs uh and i remember liking to play that song out Mm -hmm. but um yeah, I've gone through and played some some old ones, uh, and said, you know what, this really was a good song, and, and I'll I'll play it out now. You know, just because you wrote something a while ago, yeah, it just needed uh, it just needed some rewriting, which um, took me a little longer than I thought, yeah. actually, but um, turned out good. Fair enough. Oh, uh, so two shots of tequila is out now. Um, what, what's kind of running through your mind now that the single's out for everybody to hear? And I I mean, I'm sure people have heard it before through, uh, through our station. And then you've mentioned that you've played it live, but now that it's out for the masses to listen to, what's, uh, what's kind of running through your mind? I hope people like it. (laughs) I hope they buy it. I hope they stream it. It, Um, are, is it? leading to like a bigger project or is it just going to be kind of like standalone singles for now? No, it's, it's all part of an album. I have an album called when therapy fails and we're releasing one song every two months. Gotcha. So it it is part of a collection. It's not just a standalone signal single. Um, No one around two shots of tequila. uh, The next song we're going to talk about. They're all part of the record. Awesome. Awesome. And what's kind of, so it's a it'll uh, you're releasing a sing or a song every other month, and it'll be part of the bigger project. Uh, is this a new release strategy for you, or is this something that you've done 
prior or before? Um, well, it, it's, it, it is new for me. I did do some research on it and had read that it is a, it is a lot better nowadays mm -hmm. to release things one song at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, back, I guess, a long time ago, um, back before we could all make our own music and, and release it, you know, that record companies would release an album, but you'd still see a single come out, mm -hmm. you know, intermittently. Yeah. And what I was reading was if you just dump 10 or 12 songs all at once, people look at them and go, well, which one do I click on? Yeah. Um, I'll click on this one. I'll click on that one. What they need to be is, is directed, you know, right. so they, you know, here's the song and people go, okay, I've got this one song to check out. Um, and so you just kind of lead people along that way. They have time. They've got two months to go and listen to the song, listen to it a few times, stream it, hopefully buy it. Yeah. And um, then you bring out your next one. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, just dumping one, you know, a whole bunch of songs at once, it's there, there, there's not any direction to it. Sure. And never, uh, MTS never... wanted to do that as well. They were actually, I was doing one every five weeks, and they came in when I signed with them and they said, no, let's go every two months. And I'm like, sure, okay. whatever you say. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard it explained like that, but the way you're explaining it all makes perfect sense because you know conversations i've had in the past where it's like uh people release just a full body of music as as a release so it's a full album or, or an ep or an lp or whatever it is and that's it, the equivalent of a single and so two months later they're already past gone um the album and they're just ready for the next music even though you just released 12 songs you know but the way you're kind of explaining it makes a lot more makes a lot of sense just in general because it's like okay yeah that w that does make sense because it's like you're not leading anybody to what song to play so they're just kind of eh, this is too confusing next or no no one knows where to go and um you know especially with with MTS, you know, they've got the song that they can direct for promotion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my last signal, single, um, you know, it's streamed I said, close to 70,000 times, mm -hmm. which, you know, if I had just released all my songs at once, that, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, and I, th I think you got a smart team behind you that recognizes where the industry's at, it, but they're still paying homage to, like, the industry of old where it's like, yes, we're releasing singles and it's playing to the algorithms and all that stuff. But at the end of the end of the course, you're going to have that full body project, whether you release it on vinyl CD or it itself is just a digital release. Yeah, so, but, um, we are putting together a CD right now mm -hmm. um, because I have had people say, I want a CD. Yeah. And I really didn't think anyone would ask for that, but yeah. there are uh, some old school people out there who still like, you know, the, a cd something to hold mm -hmm. and so we're getting all the artwork put together for it and getting the lyrics down on it so i i will have a full cd to sell sweet for me it's vinyl because i don't have a cd player anywhere like i have nowhere to listen to a cd because my car doesn't have a cd player anymore and you know all my computers and stuff none of them have disc drives so it's just like i got all these demo cds and it's like I don't know what to do with them. I don't have a CD player. <laughs> so, but for me, it's vinyl, but I understand like vinyl is like super expensive to press and not easy to come by. So. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to go the, do, do some CDs. Hopefully they will be out soon. I've been trying to work on them, but I've been so busy. It's hard to find the time for everything. Mm. And that kind of gets shoved back a little bit. And then I work on a little bit and then I get busy and, oh, I go to those CDs and yeah. get back. Uh, understood. Uh, so kind of uh, in general, what what's the plan for the rest of the summer? Are you, are you playing shows often or what's kind oh, yeah. of your focus heading into the summer? I, I have a lot of shows lined up. Um, you can go to my website at pamrossmusic.com, and I do have a link for all of my shows. And, um, yes, my cat is here saying hello. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm playing out quite a bit. I just played a, a festival last weekend. I've got um, three shows this weekend. And most of my weekends and during the week are, are pretty full, um, going on through September. Nice. And are you pretty much playing around North Carolina or are you actually like yeah. traveling out? I'm uh, playing around North Carolina. There's a festival I hope to be going to in South Carolina. Nice. Uh, I think it's July. Pretty sure it's July. I have to look at my calendar. Nice. But um, I'm trying to get into more festivals. I really enjoy doing those. Yeah, um, festivals are always um, fun. They're those, great. They're so much fun. I. That's the one thing that I missed during the pandemic was being able to go to festivals. And it was just like... Man, and then a lot of the festivals I went to died off, and it was like, okay, now I gotta reestablish and reconnect yeah. with new festivals because I had like my three or four that knew what Live and Amplified was, and it was like, hey, every year it's like, hey, you guys coming? Yep, we'll be, you know. And so now it's just like an uphill battle because we gotta like reconnect with festivals and stuff. Yeah, but that's how it is. Um, so you already plugged a lot of your social media and stuff but if people want to uh find you what are what are your social handles it's pamrossmusic.com uh pamrossmusic on instagram pamrossmusic on facebook pamrossmusic.com for my music website i keep it simple perfect you know it's rare that you get the same thing across all social media platforms but you pulled it off so yep yeah that's awesome. Yeah, let's keep it as simple as possible. We all have too many passwords to remember. We, we don't need more .com things to remember. It's very this, easy. This is true. I have the same, like at work, they change our passwords every six months. And it's like, I don't know how many more of the same iteration of the password I can do without forgetting it. But, yep. you know. I, I did get lucky. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and website, all the same. Nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so we're going to wrap it up here with one last song called fire in the hole. What's the uh, story behind this song? Fire in the hole came to me when I was playing in Austin and, uh, we were on stage and I looked over at the bartender and he was putting 151 in his mouth and lighting it as he spit it out. And I'm mm. like, I'm really seeing this. <laughs> that's cool. So that's, that was the origin of the song really. And I just kind of put in all the different places that I've played, a bunch of different crazy places that I've been to and seen. And uh, it was the first release from the record. Mm -hmm. And I do have a video for it that I filmed at a uh, place called Local Bar in Apex here in North Carolina. And you can, of course, find it on YouTube and also have a video for No One Around on YouTube. And uh, Fire in the Hole won uh, official selection in the Europe uh music awards oh, it won official selection in the franklin county international film festival and it is up for best music video in the carolina film festival nice that's awesome that's uh i'm glad to see that 
the independent the independent film scene and still trying to make music videos relevant and culturally relevant because i see that a lot because that's what i do that's what i did before i got heavy into live and amplified i was a filmmaker and i did a lot of like short films and stuff and so seeing still kind of being tapped into that world it's like seeing all the music videos and stuff it's like oh that's cool that's cool that they're trying to keep that around and you know and invite people to submit music videos so that's really cool um and then before we wrap this all up uh what's one piece of advice you have for the uh young musicians out there just do your own thing (laughs) really don't don't uh you know i know a lot of times it's it's hard to find shows when everyone wants to cover bands and stuff but be yourself do your original music uh i i think that's really the, the the best way to to go you know um just be yourself Hmm. Yep, I can't agree more. Authenticity is key. That's the best That's way it. to put it. Awesome. Well, Pam, it was an absolute blast chatting with you. Would love to have you back on anytime you got a new project and all that fun stuff. So I'll, I'll keep reaching out to you for new music and what have you. 